0: Okay, so, the last time I opened my podcast, I was like, who is that person? Because I was really excited when I started off my last podcast, and I was like, hey, motherfuckers! <clears throat> like, the last thing you would expect is for that to be a Lightworkers podcast. Like, the per, if someone clicked onto my podcast for the very first time yesterday... They were probably like, oh, hell no, this ain't my shit, you know, like today is, I always start off with a date, but I don't really have a clue. Let me go over here and look. Today's December 5th. And if you did continue to listen to my last podcast, I did understand yesterday why December 3rd was significant, significant. (laughs) Yes, I have had my coffee, but yeah. Yeah. I I just listened to a throat chakra Egyptian crystal bowls uh, chant thing on um, Spotify, so I'm still trying to get my throat chakra. I was like, I don't feel like making a podcast, and my higher self is like, who cares if you feel like it or not? People still want to hear it, and like they're starting to listen. So why are you trying to stop your momentum again? You know, like it is a form of self-sabotage because basically spirit sent, um, oh my gosh, now I've forgotten his name. Was it Hernandez that, um, that popped onto my Facebook and said, he finally found me after like three or four people and said, why are you not making a podcast? What happened? And I was like, Oh, well, he didn't say that in the beginning, but he more or less said, um, uh, I love your podcast and the cussing and the farting and the belching, not farting, but sometimes I, I talk about farting. I just don't fart on my podcast, but, um, the belching and all of that is funny. And I'm like, well, thank you. Because I felt like it wasn't reaching anyone, you know? And I think that sometimes the universe will tap someone on the shoulder and whisper Hey, contact that person, you know, and then I think they work through other people to become a channel for the light to reach me, you know, like, hey, tap on the shoulder, she she needs to keep going, you know, make her feel good, and all it took was us just having, like, a 10-minute conversation for me to feel inspired enough to make another podcast, so, like, if you get inspiration to reach out to someone, do it, because... They absolutely need it. Okay. So let me tell you what the third was about. <clears throat> Since I was off yesterday, I didn't make podcast. I wasn't on my way to work, see. And I really try not to get up that early. <laughs> my days off now. So um the third is exactly one month until I declared that I would be back to 238 pounds by the time I walk into my doctor's office. That's what the significance of three was, it being the third. But I'm like, what is it about the third? Well, it wasn't January 3rd. It was December 3rd. But my subconscious was like, hey, you got one month. And I was halfway there, which was 24 pounds, uh, probably two weeks ago. And I just keep declaring that my body knows how to metabolize whatever I put in it. It can burn off what it doesn't need. It knows how to burn calories enough to get me to the goal of 238 pounds by the time I walk back through her door because I it's not about proving it to her see it's about proving to myself that I can do it that I can do it through mental awareness because mental awareness says hey body pick and choose what exactly I need to eat and not eat to get to 238 pounds you know what I mean my body will be like Like, even on my period, hello, hi guys, sorry about that, but not sorry at the same time. um, I don't want chocolate as much now, you know what I'm saying? Like, it can, my body knows what to do, and I'm trusting it to get me to 238 pounds by the time I walk in her door, because needle nose, uh, batshit crazy doctor is not gonna, like, bang up my arm with a needle again, you know, because... For one, I am a starseed slash lightworker who does not like to open up or poke and prod at the body. You know what I mean? The body can heal itself. There's no reason to go in there. You know what I mean? There's no reason to open up a can when my body knows how to heal itself. So this is an opportunity for me to fine tune myself to the clarity, to the clear vision that by January third I will be 238 pounds, and that I also trust my body to tell tell me what to eat, tell me what not to eat. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. You know, through forms like that, your body can talk to you and say, "You set you set your fucking destination is what you do. You do what Will Smith said. You just decide on something, and the universe will bend for you." But this. This kind of work takes conscious conversation with your body because, you know, I've been telling my body for 45 years because I'm 46 and I just started it at this at my 46th birthday and not birthday, but the 46th year I was alive. So all of this time, my body has been saying, hey, you said I'm fat. Hey, you said to keep pounds on because you were sexually abused and you wanted to disappear, you know you feel safe inside of this body and you've been, I've basically been sexually abused all my life ever since first grade. And I don't know before that. So it could be from another life. It could have been the fear of my dad, my dad going, Oh my God, I'm not going to let anything happen to her. I'm so scared. Something's going to happen to her that caused that situation in first grade to unfold, you know? And if you've listened to my podcast, you know that, um, some things occurred, In first grade. And then it was at elementary school. In North College Hill. And I actually got paddled. For that. So I was punished. For something sexual. That. I did not bring on or ask for. You know to happen to me. Because I was in the woods. Next to the playground. Which was just concrete. (laughs) It was just off of the parking lot. And, um, the kids used to go back there and play and a little boy basically pulled his pants down and pulled my pants down and rubbed himself on me and then was saying words like hoochie coochie and stuff. And I didn't tell my mom, but my girlfriend across the street, the little girl I was friends with Cassandra on Lantana Avenue yelled across and said, Hey, did you tell your mom what happened at school today? Cause... Um, then my mom went off and went down to school and told the principal and then the principal is like, You shouldn't have been off of school property and you should you've been told not to be in the woods. So I'm gonna bring you in next to your abuser and I'm gonna paddle you both. You know. So I got paddled for uh something that I did not bring on myself. So that's also part of my sacral um abuse and could have been what attracted, since that was in my field still and it was unresolved, could have been what attracted that abusive um, second husband of mine because he abused me in a and m kind of way and I had been in church till I was 18 years old. So again, I was being punished in the sacral way and it was taking me further and further away from what love genuinely was. You know what I mean? So now all of that has come forth to be healed. And if it wasn't coming forth to be healed or healed already, I could not talk about it on my podcast, right? So there was the combination of the spanking and the sexual content. So maybe that's what attracted the guy who liked S&M. You know what I mean? So, and I was confused and taken aback by someone who wanted to incorporate pain into love, you know? So it's like, I was pretty much, I wasn't completely innocent then, but I had never had the experience of being abused while I was being loved, you know? So, but in my, in my growing up, love was chaos, you know, in my household, love was war. So, basically, I attracted that situation over again. So, I'm basically, uh, like the other day, I told you I was healing myself by attract. My dad said he would never, I would never be happy until I um, married a man like your, he said, you will never be, hang on. You will never be satisfied until you marry or happy until you marry a man like your daddy. And the other day I looked at Brian's work shirt and I'm like, he's wearing the blue uniform, the blue shirt like my dad did. And we are yelling at each other and I am serving him like a maid like my mom did for my dad. So I have basically recreated that situation. So now the pattern that I need to break is the mentality of thinking like my mom. Instead of saying, I'm doing this out of resent, I'm resenting doing this for you and caring for this family. I am doing it because I care for you and I want to do it. And I appreciate having a family to do that for. You know what I mean? And as soon as you start to have gratitude for what you have, instead of seeing it through the parents' eyes or through the trauma of what I constantly heard my mom say to my dad, which was, I'm just a maid for you. I just do all the Cinderella work around here. And I've caught myself saying that before. I got my Cinderella duties done today. I guess I can sit down now. And it's like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. So there was this drive in me that my mom created that, you know what I mean? Like that Cinderella mentality that I was going to always have to take care of a man. So I need to switch that. I need to fine tune that frequency, uh, that vibration to my husband always helps me. We are a good team. We work well together and hopefully that is the, you know, cause I'm, this is new territory for me. This is applying law of attraction and creating your own reality into a different place. So I'm stepping into the unknown with this and I'm like, well, I've seen things manifest before for me when I asked the universe for stuff and how it happened. I will never figure it out, but it, oops, it led to the course of events that created the manifestation that I asked for. So I'm going to have to trust the universe on this and say, Hey, we work well as a team. And I even made, um, a logo a long time ago and I put team Conley on it, you know, and sent it to him. And I was like, maybe he'll start to understand that we work as a team and we'll get things done better. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll be able to help each other more. And if I see him through the eyes of that lens then i will create that vibration he will come home and do the dishes you know what i mean or he'll come home and um take the garbage out you know (laughs) stuff like that it's just the the programming that women have been through where we're like oh you know what i i am thinking that over and over again what if i try thinking and and just pretending that it actually works because at the beginning there's a lot of resistance like that ain't gonna work just thinking that he's gonna do that well just give it a shot in the dark you know uh what's the harm in trying exactly oh you feel foolish just trying something ridiculous well I'm gonna tell you that it's worked for me and other things. And because it was so ridiculous, I set the intention and let it go and then it manifested. So I'm going to give it a whirl with this just to see if it goes the same way because we're on the leading edge here, you guys. We're learning how to create and control our own destinies, you know, with our vibration, what we're tuned into happening. Like if we tune into bullshit, haven't we always proven ourselves right by tuning into bullshit? What if, I mean, I'm just saying, what if it really works, you know, beyond being able to manifest something stupid every now and then? I have been, uh, fine tuning it in like by the moment, you know what I mean? Like, but you gotta be specific when you're doing it in the moment because, well, sometimes it gets down to just saying, Hey, I trust the universe to put me where I've got to be because when I try to control too many things, Like where I'm going to be at at work. Or I'm going to be in a state of ease and grace and flow. And I'm going to be next to someone fun. Then I'm next to someone fun. But then my numbers suck. Because I'm talking the whole time. You know what I mean? So I have to ask the universe for balance. And ease and grace and flow. You know. Someone who maybe. I don't. They don't necessarily know about metaphysics. But. I can do a couple of things while I'm standing next to the person who doesn't know anything about metaphysics. I can get my job done and succeed that way and develop my mediumship um, ability because then I can get quiet. And I can listen and feel for something that's coming off of them. And what's interesting is by rule of law of attraction, this is the funny part. Now, this is where reality got really weird for me lately. Is um, two, There's two incidents I want to tell you about. Um, <clears throat> okay, without giving away trade secrets, I have to find a way to tell you this. So I don't get in trouble with the place I work. So we are packing um, items that you guys order from Amazon, right? And we move that to our packing area in a, you know, in a, I'll just say a unified way. And there's a way that we bring it to our area to pack it. And, when you bring these multiple items to your area to pack it, then... Oh, here, I'll let this guy out. Come on out. There you go, see? Because this line of traffic behind me is forever and good luck. So, I have to be the one to let someone out. But, anyways... (laughs) You know, I'm worried about that person not getting to work on time. Isn't that funny? Um, So... Anyways, the guy behind me might have let him out, for all I know. See, I'm that was being, I, I thought I was being nice, but that was more out of fear. But anyways, it doesn't matter. It was a nice gesture. So, because I'm trying to get better at letting people out, because I always forget. I'm like, ooh, I just take and take and take, and they let me out all the time, and then I forget that it, then it's okay for me to let someone out in traffic, too. You know, got to keep that balance, y'all. You know what I mean? The yin and the yang, the infinite uh, infinity sign in has to equal out. But, um, anyways, so two things I was going to tell you about. Okay. So we get our, yeah, I remember we're there. So I got sidetracked. Um, the way we move those items to our packing station is they all come together, right? They come in a clump, you know. <laughs> but I'm not allowed to talk about how it goes down or whatever. But we have multiple items. And then we run out and we go get some more. Right? And um, so anyways. When you look at what people are collecting. Like in that unified way that we bring those items to our packing area. Um, I know that the law of attraction is always at work. So now... What's weird is I looked at their package, like, what the girl across from me had, because I could tell, I I just sensed that they have no clue. They're completely asleep. Like, as in, um, not spiritually awoken, or, like, at first I felt arrogance coming off the girl, because she was like, she was a queen. She was a diva. She was a princess. She was wearing sparkly pink leggings, you know, from Victoria's Secret. They say pink on the side, and they're in glitter and then she was wearing like a cute little hollister sweatshirt and then her orange um high visibility vest and which you see in the commercials so that's okay to say um but anyways then she's like, got her hair fixed cute, and she stops and flirts with the guys, and, you know, I can just tell, that's what I got first, was that negative aspect, like, ew, you know, yes, she's cute, but she's arrogant, and she's like, she's, not not that she's arrogant, it's maybe, maybe I would feel that way if I was cute too, you know what I mean, like, and I'm missing out on that, but to me, she was just like, oh, you know, I'm too good to work, I'm gonna flirt instead, you know, like, that's, that's what I meant by princess, you know, and that's okay because that's honestly how we all should feel. We should all feel like a princess enough or a prince or a king or a diva or a queen or whatever, and that we should not have to work for someone else, right? But that ain't the place to be if you want to feel like that, you know what I mean? Like the thing is that they, they expect more of you there, you know, but Maybe if you don't care, it doesn't affect you. I don't know. Maybe I should just not care and then it wouldn't affect me. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> that, that would be my dad's work ethic, though, because I'm like, I'm in, I grew up in that generation where it's like balls of the wall 24 7. You know? So it's like, if you're not balls of the wall 24 7 and proven, proving yourself to everyone, then you're a failure or you're not working hard enough or you're lazy that maybe that's my own mentality. So that could be the reason that I attracted her is to learn that, you know, it's okay to feel like a diva sometimes, you know, it's okay to be a princess. And that's how that more of that mentality is what I need. And that's why the universe sent her to me. And I didn't catch it. But what I did catch, I caught it now, in hindsight, by telling you the story. But Back then, the first thing I saw was arrogance. Like, oh, she thinks she's too good to work. You know, because that's the energy that was needing healed. See what I'm saying? In me. So, that's the vibration I tuned into. Well, beyond that, I'm like, yeah, but she's still a human being. And I transcended that thinking. And I was like, so what's coming off of her? I was like, what's coming off of her? So, what can I feel from her? What can I... Um, and to it from her, and then my eyes fell on the collection of items that she brought, and all of a sudden it hit me, uh, this is higher self dropping in a fucking hint, by the way, this is, it seemed like an idea, it seemed like my own thought, but it popped in, right, so that we know that's guidance, or intuitive thinking, when it pops in, you know, but see, back then, it felt like a generated thought, but in hindsight, now telling you the story, I knew, I know now, thinking back, that it was popped in. It popped in. Um, and because I judged my, myself on it later. And I'll, I'll get to that. So, I looked at her, and my eyes fell on her collection of items that she, was, that she had gathered to pack. And what I saw in there, the, oh, the thought that popped in was, law of attraction is always at work and that thought popped in right when i was looking at the collection of items that was in her area what i saw was a tricycle i saw i saw her packing a tricycle the next item she brought up was A child's playpen you know one of those ones that expands it looks like a baby's gate when it's in the package but when you expand it out it's like an octagon or something and they can play in it and stand up but they ain't wandering all over the house you see what I'm saying like I ain't a mom but I know what that is like you keep them contained then they're safe right so um, anyways it was one of those And then I started to pay closer attention to what was in her area that she was packing. And I was like, oh, well, if Law of Attraction is always at work, then by that means of thinking, she must be a mother. You know, she must have a small child. You know? And so I thought, wow, that's interesting. And then the lady next to me, this isn't the second part. I'll tell you that in a second if I can remember it and I have enough time. Um, Let's just say that I will remember and we will have enough time. So, um, anyways, the lady next to her, or not next to her, but in front of me, in her packing area, when I passed her items, I was like, oh my goodness, Why does that baby doll have a blindfold on because there was a baby doll that had she had basically been looking through her cart for a specific through her collection of items for a a certain specific item because we have deadlines let's put it that way we'll stay general as she was doing so there were items on the floor because she needed to find those items with a deadline, and there on the floor, face up amongst many other things, which I didn't notice, all my eyes fell on, were the baby doll with the blindfold on, I'm like, why would a baby doll have a blindfold on, what kind of company does that shit, well, I think it was a headband but it fell down over her eyes, right? Because they make them cute with, like, the little fluffy skirts and the leggings and boots and and cute stuff in their hair and, you know, headbands and whatever, unicorns and sunshine, all kinds of doll babies now. So, then I, I look at that very moment at what she's packing, and it's another baby doll, but it's a girl. And then I look at her the back of her head, and she's wearing like this really structured, beautiful, it's like a velvet type of bow in the back of her hair, like in her ponytail, but it looked like a rubber band, and it seemed like it was homemade, but it may not have been, but um, that maybe she had made it herself or something, but she was around my age, and you could tell that she was um, very young at heart. And, but she still had this very structured bow in her hair. And it was made of, like, you know how you'll see, like, wallpaper with, like, that velvet, um, touch to it. And then it'll be, like, material on the walls, kind of. It was that, it was kind of an upholstery type of material. So, right then and there, my mind gets this flash of a condo. Like, she had a small condo and that, um... It had like a vaulted ceiling and that she had a piano and that I, it's like I saw her home. That's how things come to me in my mind's eye as an intuition, intuitive thing. And it was like a flash, like boom. But I saw that she had like a vaulted ceiling and I saw that she lived alone and that her home was meticulous and that everything was in place. Okay. And um, this is the clairvoyant part of it, you know? Like all of the things that I intuited and like right now I can still see that room when I think of it. I can see the rug on the floor. I can see that everything was dusted and put in its place and she loved beautiful, expensive things that were always exactly in the space they were supposed to be in, kind of OCD. And I got a whole vibe off of her from that. And then I understood the baby. She had a grandbaby. She's too old. She was my age. It was a daughter of hers that had a grandchild and that she had not seen her grandchild in a very long time. And she felt like she was punishing the daughter, like teaching her a lesson because she didn't agree with something. And I think the blindfold or the headband that fell over the baby is that she had never seen her grandma. You know? And that she was lying on the floor, vulnerable, right there in front of her, yet her grandma refused to see her. And I feel like it was someone, it was a relationship that. Her mom was punishing for her because she didn't believe in it in the first place. She didn't agree with that relationship and that she has not seen her daughter in a very long time. She believes she's punishing her daughter by putting her out of her life. But she's only punishing herself because she's living alone. You see what I'm saying? Like this, it's like a super flash. Like all of this information pours in, which comes down to like claircognizance. And I'm like, wow. And then I got the name Katie okay, and I didn't ask her anything, but then I, it freaked me out so much, because I never got that much information all at once, and all I can say is that right after the psychic fair, my field was very expanded, I was picking up stuff from people that were eight to ten feet away, that's why working next to someone who, I might have been subconsciously rejecting that, because it freaked me out a little bit, and then I got next to people I was comfortable with, which were people who were bitching constantly or people who were metaphysical that were distracting me, right? I began attracting them because, again, it, it freaked me out. And the universe only gives you so much at a time, right? So, um, anyways, then the little the girl that was across from me, I said, is your name what is your name? Cause I didn't want to ask her, Hey, is your name Katie? You know, cause I didn't know who I was getting the Katie thing from the the lady in front of me or the girl. And she said, Shelly, I think it was or something. I can't remember her damn name, but it wasn't Katie. And I said, okay, well, I said, you you kind of looked familiar to me. And I didn't know what I was going to say. It just came out. Spirit was just like, we'll take care of this for you. You're just going to approach her because you're going to find out some confirmation here. And because I had my delicate roundabout way of trusting spirit, you know. So then I went and I said, you don't happen to have a little boy, do you? Because I knew absolutely for some reason it was a little boy and he was under two. I said, he's... He's small enough to ride a tricycle, so he must be two or under. And um, that, that, what it was is that that was a clue. And then I judged myself because I used my eyes. And I'm like, well, you just read that from the outside. Anybody could know that, you know, she has a little boy. And I'm like, no, not anybody can know because not everybody knows the law, is a, the law of attraction is at work all the time. And that whatever you gather to pack... It's going, it's going to tell something about you intuitively. Like subconsciously, you're going to grab the cart that is most aligned with what you're doing. You see what I'm saying? Like with what your life, what your heart is about. What's most important in your life. What's most important in your field. And that's why people like Long Island Medium, she probably reads from fields. But that's how you would develop Your psychic ability, your connection with the field that the person's in is using all of your senses. You're allowed to use your active five senses. And that's what I had judged myself on. I was like, but not everybody would know that the items they collect are items that explain their lives. That items that I see, that I communicate with the universe in a way that I know exactly who you are by what I'm observing and you don't know that it works while you're at work. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's insane. And, oh yeah, the other thing before I forget to tell you. But anyways, yes. she. I asked her if she had a son. And she said, yes, he's only one. I said, do you have a son that's about two years old? And she said, yeah, but he's only one. He's not two yet. And I said, okay. I said, well, um... Yes, you have a little boy, but wrong name. I thought I knew you. You know what I mean? Because that was just kind of like bullshit that spirit threw me to intuitively get out of that conversation without looking like an idiot. You know what I mean? There's ways that I could find out things, confirmation, without saying, hey, I'm a psychic. You know, because I felt like she was not familiar or didn't care about or does not believe in those kinds of things. So spirit was kind of u- is using this place as preparation for other things. You see what I'm saying? They're developing they're helping me develop a way to communicate more fully with the universe. And it's okay to use your five senses because I was like, "Ah, anybody would know that." No, not anybody would know that. Like if you come in and sit down on the bar and make a phone call to your child or your babysitter and check on it, that is reading someone by their body language and what you see and observe, but it took a deeper thought for that to unfold, because not everybody knows about the law of attraction, and not everybody knows that it's working all the time, even when you're not thinking about it, you know, even when you're at work, and so anyways, I never did ask the other lady if she had a grandbaby or anything, but I think that I'm going to, grow a big set of balls and somehow roundabout half spirit ask her because I need confirmation on that. I would like to know about Katie because I got, that's the first time I got a name and I have never gotten names until after I went to the psychic fair, November 23rd and 24th. And that's another story I have to tell you about my dad coming through at the Victor, um, Victor Lesudo or Lasuda or whatever his name is um, I forget his last name, the one who started Victory of Light Psychic Fair in Cincinnati, and if you go to the website, you'll see, you know, that who Victor is, and he does, um, clearings for your home, he does blessings for homes, he does readings, he does mediumship, now he's doing platform mediumship, last year he had people raise their hand, This year, he was seeing what spirit would inspire him. Like, he would start picking up information from spirit, and then um, someone would say, Yes, that's me. You know, that's my dad, or that's my this, or that's my that. And I didn't particularly like that way, but it was his way of developing into his next... You know, because you're always expanding, you're always learning, you're always growing. And that was Victor's way of a new way of communicating with the universe, going outside of his comfort zone so he could expand. And I'm sure he was afraid because it was, I've never seen him do that before. He's always had people raise their hand and then chose someone and tuned into the frequency of the person coming through from them. But this was new. He was like, I guess it was creating a lot of chaos, you know, like, um, Oh, I didn't, he didn't pick me, you know, or, you know, maybe he felt bad for that. But anyways, and it was another way for him to expand into, let's see if I focus on one entity and what they give me and who they're here for. You know what I mean? Doing it the reverse way. And they, he said it was called platform mediumship. So it was interesting to watch it unfold because all day long, Jacob would say, there's Victor again, there's Victor again. And I'm like, why are we resonating to him? Why do we keep drawing to the same place as him in random, just like hours would go by and we'd be standing next to him out of the blue again, having a conversation. And it's like, well, how do I keep getting attracted to this man's field? Well, it's because I've been working on mediumship and I've been working on my psychic abilities, you know, developing them. And um, it's like magnetism. It's like Um, the same way that, you know, you know, if you're gay and you see someone and they could be dressed completely normal, it's like a vibe and you attract to each other. And next thing you know, you find out that you're both gay. Well, with me, it's like psychics draw together, metaphysical people draw together, Wiccans draw together. Like I draw all of those people and if I don't say it in conversation, they will usually say, well, my mom's Wiccan. I know that's probably weird to you. And I'm like, no, it's not. Cause <laughs> I wouldn't be attracting you over and over again if you weren't. But, um, anyways, so, um, yes, we have labels right now and yes, we attract those labels, but soon enough we'll realize that we're all human beings and we're all capable like the namaste, the divine in me sees the divine in you and law of attraction is really just your divine ability to create your own react reality. And Wiccan is just saying, it's saying a prayer, but expecting it to come true. You know what I mean? You're expecting a yes. You're not going, Hey, maybe, or if I do this, will you do that? Or um if it' be your will, no, it be my will because I am part of you. I came forth from source energy and i I have that magic within me. I am made in the image, and I ask and i receive you you receive not because you ask not is what uh Steve Harvey said in one of it three hundred wish list challenge look that up um but anyways, it's like a short eight minute video that. Um, I think I need to um, pick 300 physical material items to attract a certain person. You know I've been trying to manifest Oprah. And I can't attract someone at that magnitude without choosing 300 material. I have to be thinking at that level of abundance and that level of magnitude. The level of helping people at that uh, transcendent level of reality, you know what I mean? On, on, on the level of helping millions of people, not just seven people on my podcast, you know, or 20 people on my podcast or 50 people. I don't know. I'm on, I really don't know how many platforms I'm on. I found like six to eight yesterday. So, um, when I was sending my letter to Jen for subliminal vision boards, um, app, I was like, I want to be accurate in what I'm telling her about how many platforms I'm on. So, um, I found six and then I found links to, I I think I'm on eight and I found links to six. So, and two of them, I don't know how the fuck I got there. So (laughs) they just picked me up from somewhere else, I guess, you know, the RSS feed or whatever, they can probably copy it. And then it goes worldwide, baby. But anyways, let me tell you really fast about this other thing. Um, I was standing next to a young man the other day and he was like really interested because he started talking about something and it brought up law of attraction. Next thing you know, we're talking full on about everything and he's like, see what you can pick up from me. And I told him what I got from him and, um... Then spirit kind of tossed in a couple things and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to say that. Please don't make me say that. That feels uncomfortable. You know, I don't really want to say that. And they said, well, at least say this. And I'm like, okay. So I said, who's Jerry? And he had asked me to see if he could, if I could pick up on his abuse from when he was, because we were talking about traumas, how you would live from trauma, you know, and that creates a point of attraction for you. Because once your trauma, if you don't process that and clear it from your auric field or your electromagnetic field, you're going to create that situation over and over. And you can actually put an end to it right now in this very moment if you cleanse your aura because you stop emitting that signal. But you can't keep thinking it. You have to be thinking the opposite of it. You have to be thinking, that's not happening anymore good things are happening to me. This person's going to treat me this way. This person's not going to do those things to me. This person, I'm worthy of this person shifting into the person that I need them to be. You know, I deserve this from them and you can use it in a relationship or out of a relationship. It's just a little bit easier for people to run and start over. You know, and I think that's why I want to run every time. I think I'm going to find the one, but until I cleared those traumas from my field and talked about them and healed from them and, you know, I've done some energy work with the tuning fork and clearing, um, my auric field with salt bass and selenite and carrying hematite and mirroring energy back to where, you know, not absorbing energy from people because when they throw shit at you, you want to join right into that complaining party, you know? But anyways, so when this kid asked me to tell him about his trauma and I said, well, I don't know if I can do that right now. I've been working on mediumship. Well, hate to say it, but I think the guy that abused him was passed because the name Jerry came through and I told him later on he's like did you get anything did you get anything it's like spirit was poking at me through him and they said I said who's Jerry and I said Jerry Jerry military and he's like I don't know if he was in the military but Jerry was my abuser and I said well honey he must be crossed over because I'm working on mediumship so you don't have to worry he can't hurt you no more (laughs) And I don't know, he, his jaw fell open. Like maybe he went to find out if that was the case, you know, maybe he went to confirm that. So that was the other, the second incident that I wanted to tell you about that happened at work the other day. So the spirit is absolutely fulfilling that wish for me. I am absolutely getting better at mediumship. So, um, Oh, look, my Aunt Wanda texted me, and I've been thinking about her lately, and I'm going to tell her that my dad was coming through at Victor, at the Victoria of Light, um, during his platform mediumship. I gotta tell you guys that story. I don't know if I told it to you, but I gotta get off here. I'm getting into work, and I gotta poop, so, (laughs) before I start, um, you guys have a great magical day. I love you, and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and... Um, send me good vibes, and send me Oprah vibes, because I'm starting a new vision board, and it has Oprah on it. Like, Super Soul Sunday's interview with Oprah. And I gotta tell you about that, too, because I didn't get to tell you about that yet. Maybe I'll get to make a podcast tonight when i on my way home. So, I'll put it in the reminders on my phone, and maybe I will podcast about that tonight. Because I got a lot to talk about, believe it or not. In one day's time, pretty interesting. So, Talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye.